The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. So for the Culture Club today, I'm delighted that we're joined by Lyra, who of course is such a popular singer and performer, but she's also an ambassador for this year's Incognito Art Sale in aid of the Jack and Jill Children's Foundation. That's taking place two weeks' time on Wednesday, April 26th. And Lyra, can you just explain to us, please, why it is that you've become involved with this particular campaign and charity? Well, I think what they do is absolutely amazing um i think anything that i can do with the platform that i have to help raise funds for this charity is just why wouldn't i you know it doesn't take much time out of my life comparing to what they're doing um working for children so i said why wouldn't i just go for it you know it is close to my home as well i have had some um family members that have went through difficulties with with their children are still are going through it so you know what, it's it's always great to lend a hand. Because sometimes it's just the time that somebody can come in and help a child with severe needs and parents are struggling, they need somebody to come in and actually just give them those hours where they can actually just get a little bit of rest and regenerate yeah. their energy for doing it again. Exactly. Um, you know, they definitely deserve, I, I won't say a break because they probably wouldn't like that term or phrase, but, you know, they need time for themselves and to you know, realise that they're, they also need to look after themselves as much as they need to look after their children. And it's nice for them to have that time to, you know, have respite for themselves as well. So what they do in, in the facility is amazing. Of course, there's about 3,000 original postcard-sized artworks are going to be available at €65 Euro each. And I suppose the, tr- the thing is, you don't know who it is has actually painted or drawn your particular sketch. Have you done something for this year's event? So this year's event, I unfortunately didn't have time to to do this one. I actually was away when my uh, crayons got delivered. And I, <laughs> when I came back, I'd missed the deadline. I was like, for God's sake, because um, it takes me a while to get my masterpieces together. But last year I did do it and I found it extremely therapeutic. It was the first time in a while that I had sat down and put some time aside to do something, you know, for myself, which I knew that was helping other people. And and I loved it. And I definitely will be getting the dates earlier for the next one because I will be in. Were you good at it? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure people are like, wow, she should definitely stick to the singing, but which I will, because I did see some and I was like, holy Moses, mine's going to look like it's done by a two year old's foot. But you know what? <laughs> It's about the cause, not about me. <laughs> it is indeed. All right, let's get to the Culture Club choices. And I'm actually going to go a little bit of out of sequence to what we normally do. I'm actually going to start with your favourite book or author because you have picked a book which I suspect was very popular before you were even born. And I'm going to play a clip from the book. And the full title of it is the rules, time-tested secrets for capturing the heart of Mr. Wright. And the clip we have is from a YouTube discussion group about the book and it features some of the advice from rule number five. Don't call him and rarely return his calls. We're reading today rule number five. Don't call him and rarely return his calls. If you're following the rules religiously, there is no reason to call him. He should be calling you and calling you again and again until he pins you down for a date. 
to call men is to pursue them, which is totally against the rules. They will immediately know that you like them and possibly lose interest. Another reason not to call men is, it, is that you don't catch him in the middle of something, like watching a football game, paying bills, entertaining a friend, or even sleeping. When they may not be in the mood to talk to you, why take a chance? You may even think that he's with another woman. Understandably, you feel empty and nervous for the rest of the day or even until you hear from him again. Okay, the name of the book is The Rules, Time-Tested Secrets Are Capturing the Heart of Mr. Right by Ellen Fain and Sherry Schneider. Why have you picked that book, which I'm told comes from 1995? Because it literally, it's got me through so many breakups. Like, being an artist, breakups are great because you get to write some songs about it. I mean, like a You're very Taylor right? Swift there in that, are you? <laughs> Uh, oh, oh yeah, to, I'm going more Adele vibes. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm waiting for the divorce. Um, we'll have to get the marriage first. But anyway, we'll we'll crack on with that. I just found this book. I don't know. I suppose it was the first time that I sat down and I read a book. My mom kept saying to me after this horrendous breakup I went through, she was like, "You know, start reading some books on relationships." And I was like, "Would you leave me alone, woman? I'm heartbroken." And she gave me this book, and I just read it. And it, I don't know, it just it just changed me and it just made me forget about it. And I always read it. And then obviously I was going through the phase where you're single and you're trying not to be too eager beaver, which I normally am. Again, picked up the book and I was like, right, flipped a chapter, whatever I needed to go to. And I just thought it was a great book. Okay. It's very 20th century though, isn't it? Very much sort of like, sort of the sort of almost gender stereotypes. It is. It is a bit. I must say like it is. But I suppose at that point, when I was reading it, I wasn't really reading too much into it. I was just like needed something to fill my headspace and to try and give me any bit of guidance that I could cling on to. Some of it I was like, yeah, whatever, that's that's not going to happen. But like some of it you're like, OK, I can try this out. Or it was just something to keep me going during that time, I suppose. Has it worked for you? I'm in a relationship now, so I mean, have you followed? Bad, have you followed the rules in the relationship? This is the thing, because <laughs> the one that we just played out about, like, don't ring him, don't call him. I definitely didn't do that, and I'm still in the relationship. So you know, you you know, rules are meant to be sometimes broken or bent. So maybe it's just take it how you want it and uh, fit it into your own life. Okay, it's the most interesting choice that we've had in a long time for favourite book or author. We normally start with the first single you ever bought. And Laura, I have to tell you, you're not the first person to have actually nominated this as your first single either. I can't remember who it was, but we've definitely played it before as a first single ever bought. That is gas. I thought, I was like, I'm going to be cringed out writing this down, but there it is. It is. Barbie Girl by Aqua. Let's hear a little bit of it. Party. I'm a Barbie girl in the Barbie world. Happy plastic, it's fantastic. You can brush my hair, undress me everywhere. Imagination, 
Barbie Girl by Aqua from 1997. How did you come across that, Lyra? A car boot sale. I used to love going to those things with my nan and I saw it. And obviously the cover of it is very striking. And I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to buy it. I mean, listening to it now, some of those lyrics are so inappropriate. So I like, inappropriate. I can't believe I just picked this song and now the lyrics I'm listening and I'm cringing as it plays. You're like, this is so inappropriate right now. Oh my God, we'd be shot if we wrote something like that. Now it is. Absolutely. I wonder if it's going to enjoy a renaissance. There's a Barbie movie coming out later this year. I'm sure that'll get played again. But yeah, when you listen back to the lyrics, you go, ah, hang on here a second. Okay. Yeah. Let's, totally. let's move on to your favourite album. And again, this is one that comes up regularly. This, I'm always taken by how for younger people, they love this particular band and this particular album. You've gone for Fleetwood Mac and Rumours. Why so? I think it kind of, it's nostalgic for me because my mom used to play it all the time and so did my sister all the time. And then, you know, when vinyl became retro again, my sister bought it, so again, it was like re-loved again. And these songs, I, I have this thing where I call them like evergreen songs. It's like they can go through the ages and they'll always be classic, iconic songs. It's not just something that's written in a genre for like a very disposable kind of, you know, I just want to get played on radio for the next couple of months kind of thing. It's yeah. like a, they sat down and they wrote masterpieces of songs that would live forever. And I just, I suppose as an artist, I love that. And I, I love that old school writing feel. And it's, it's just something that I go back to sometimes. I'm like, if only music was like that now. <laughs> now it is. Well, let's hear from Rumours Dreams. Well, I'll tell you, Lara, that's the album I'm going to be playing tonight now that you put it back in my mind. That is just wonderful with Stevie Nicks even singing I think dreams. I will too. It is so good. So, so good. Every song on it is so good. When we asked your favourite band or artist, though, you couldn't just give us one, could you? You gave us a list. I know. I'm so bad. I can't because I'm like, 
oh yeah and I, I picked the first one I'm like oh yeah but and this, I, I just couldn't and all the artists that I mentioned like Adele, Sia, Beyonce, Haim, Munson and Sons I just love them as artists like Adele vocal ability come on insane songwriting skills through the roof another evergreen songwriter Sia I mean she's written for everyone from like Rihanna to Calvin Harris to everyone like you can't go wrong with that woman and her song Chandelier is one of my favorites Beyonce she's the queen of performance isn't she the queen of performance and outfits I mean if I could have her wardrobe (laughs) I would I'm like, come on, girl, how are you dancing in that outfit and still singing Pitch Perfect? So she had to be on the list. Haim, I think, are so underrated as a band. Like, they brought out songs from their recent album that was like almost like B-side songs that were just like unbelievable songwriting in a very unique way with like their counter melodies and their harmonies and their timing of their rhythms. Like, I could not sing along to the songs because the rhythm was just like so unique. So I always kind of like thought that they were so cool and they're three sisters and they play on their own instruments. The bass player makes the same facial expressions that I do on stage. So obviously I'm going to love her. (laughs) Sorry, describe those facial expressions, please. Like really bad ones if like you're literally like on the loo vibe. That's that's (laughs) the only way I can can describe it without doing it. Um, And then I said Munford and Sons because it's very, it's rootsy, isn't it? And like, you know, I suppose growing up in Ireland, like the Celtic feeling, whenever I hear that kind of music with a big tick, like beat on the drum, I'm just like, right, I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound. So I I, I couldn't, I'm sorry. It's so bad. That's I still no problem at all. I could actually keep adding to it, but I was like, stop, stop now. Well, it's time we're going to play a little bit of Want You Back. Man. I forgot it. Some things were never said. We were on one and this world But I had a wandering heart I said we were opposite lovers You kept trying to prove me wrong And I know that I ran you down So you ran away with your heart But just know that I want you back just know that I want you back. Mm-hmm. Just know that I want you. I'll take the fall and the fault, and I'll give you all the love I never gave before I left. Just know that I want you back. Just know that I want you back. Just know that I want you. I'll take the fall and the fault, and I'll. Heim wants you back. Did you see actually Alana Heim in Licorice Pizza? No. Great movie and she's terrific in it. So I'd recommend that one to you. Well, that is going on my list. I love that song. How can you not just like nod your head or tap your foot or do a little finger click that even if you don't like them? It's just <laughs> it's just a winner. Best gig you were at and I'm sure you've been at many and you could give us loads of choices but you actually have plumped for one. I know. I have. It's that shock, shock, har, har. It took me ages. I'm not going to lie. And the thing is, although obviously being in the music industry, I I really should like go to more gigs. I really, really should um like just make time to go. I just always seem to miss the start. I'm like, oh my god, in studio till ten o'clock at night. Anyway, the one person I did pick was Lewis Capaldi because I saw him for the first time actually in the Tree Arena, and 
what mostly blew me away by him was he actually didn't need anything on stage, just him. Like, I would have been happy if he just came out with a mic stand and had a curtain behind him from his nan's flat. Like, and I would have been <laughs> equally as happy because his vocals are just beautiful. They're so raw and they're so pure. And I loved watching him sing it because, like, you can see when he goes to those high notes, like, his neck goes up and you see his veins popping out of his neck and I'm just like, oh, go on, go for it. I was really rooting for him. And then when he starts talking, it's just like, it's just like you're watching your mate on stage. Obviously, he's not, he's not my mate, by the way. I don't have his number on my phone book. But um, I just loved it. I just, I don't know. There was something about it that I just, I loved his star quality of vocal and I loved that he made me feel so welcome there. Okay. I just, that's, that's, great. A, that's a nice explanation for it. We have him from the Transmit Festival in the UK last summer. So this is the live version of Someone You Loved. I'm going up to... This all or nothing really go to win you driving me crazy. I need somebody to hear, somebody to know. Somebody to hold, somebody to hold It's easy to say, but it's never the same I guess I kind of like the way you numbed all the pain Now they take me into nightfall And you're not here to get me through it all Or let my guards up, even you pulled the rug I was getting kind of... So does that bring it back for you now? Oh, yeah. Can you hear that audience reaction? Like, I even have goosebumps here and I have two jumpers on because I was absolutely frozen. Like, it's amazing the connection he has with his audience. And I suppose that's why I picked him because y- you don't get that that often anymore. Normally, it's like a massive production on stage and it's like, oh, they're the shiny artists and we're the crowd and there's a big divide between it. Whereas when I saw him, I didn't feel that divide. I felt really connected and involved in a part of his journey and I loved that feeling. We need to take a break. Lyra is with us for the Culture Club today because she's an ambassador for this year's Incognito Art Sale in aid of the Jack and Jill Children's Foundation. You go to the website incognito.ie to register to get the chance to buy one of the 3,000 original postcard-sized artworks not knowing who it is who you might actually get when you've picked the artwork that you want. So we've lots more choices from Lara when we come back after this. Welcome back to the Culture Club here on The Last Word in Today FM. So we have the singer Lara with us today. And we'll go away from music now because you've got some great choices, particularly your movies. I love your movies choices, particular Nightcrawler. Tell us about this movie before we play a clip from it. How... Good is this movie. Have you seen this movie? Yes, I love it. It's brilliant. Yes. Oh, great. Because I am obsessed. Like, I think it, I just, the acting is like so bloody good because he's such a weirdo. I'm like, oh my God, the weirder, the better for me. And I know it <laughs> This is really Jake Gyllenhaal we're talking about. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. I can't say his second name, so I'm like, try, tried not to say it there, but thanks for saying it for me. <laughs> um, but he is so good. And I know this sounds like so like artsy fartsy, but I love the color grading in this movie. And I actually, some of my music videos use it as a reference for co- color grading because I just love those like 
really rich, dark, like royal, gritty colouring that they've used in this movie. I think it really added to it. And it's just a fantastic story. I mean, how can you not love it? It's a, what we might describe as a neo-noir psychological thriller. Let's hear Jake Gyllenhaal in a scene with René Russo. I didn't wake up till five. My body's soft. I feel like it's time for breakfast. I bet you're beautiful any time of the day. In fact, I'd say you're much prettier than Lisa Mays. <laughs> I like the dark makeup on your eyes. I also like the way you smell. So where are you from now? The north end of the valley. Some of the calls sometimes take me over there, but nobody I know still lives out there. You're from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. How do you know that? It's online. Everything about you is online. Well, not everything, but definitely a lot. I've watched all the videos from when you were a reporter. I'm sure you look at those, of course. No, no, God, no. Not without a drink in my hand. <laughs> I watch my work all the time. Yeah, do you want to become a reporter? No. Most of you guys want airtime. Not me. I want to be the guy that owns the station, that owns the camera. The business is going well, but in order to grow to the next level, I need to stay one step ahead of my competition and take risks. I also need financial support to implement expansion. Would you like another margarita? Lara, that's another movie I'm going to have to go back and watch again. Not just because of the <laughs> colour grading that you explained to me, which yeah. I hadn't, but the whole premise of it and the way he went around, you know, following the police scanner, going to scenes of crashes or violence events and then selling the footage into television is a real commentary, I think, on the modern social media era as well. Yeah, it, it massively is like... And you see how much he gets so obsessed and sucked into, into it, which we have all done with social media this day as well, which uh, is kind of like, you know, close to the bone that we all like follow this social media plan. But in in relation to the actual movie itself, just he sense humor and the way he talks, I just find fascinating. Like, and the way he started with like nothing, he was just robbing watches by the train and then turn into this I don't know like psycho news person but and he <laughs> we're never not got all like that her. I'm not going to say actually I was going to say something that would give away then for people who haven't oh, don't, watched don't. I'm not going to say that no no spoiler alert spoiler alert you actually <laughs> no. like dark movies though because you also gave us Zodiac and Shutter Island classic movies oh, brilliant movies I agree but a bit dark yeah I am a bit of a psycho when it comes to my movies like my mum's always like oh, will you watch a movie? And I was like, yeah, let's plan something Susie. And she's like, like what? And I'm just like, Zodiac. And she's like, you're such a weirdo. And I'm like, I don't know why. I just love, I love true crime. I love crime. I love murder movies, thrillers. I don't know why. It's just me because it takes me out, takes me away so far from my life because obviously I'm not a murderer or a killer and I don't hang out with them that it takes me away from the real world and I just immerse myself in this world of darkness. Which then explains your favourite podcast been serial, doesn't it? I know. <laughs> People are like, this Lyra girl is absolutely crazy. Do not meet her down a dark alley. For those who aren't familiar with the podcast serial, tell us about it. So it's, it's like, how do I describe it? So it's kind of, well, uh, 
I'm making no sense here because I'm not even saying words, but it's um, it's like this crime, but it's told in the character's own voices as well. And there's a few of them that it goes through, like one's like stage in like a war time, and then the first one is about like these guys in school. I haven't listened to it in ages, but like it is one that it's just one to to listen to for sure. It definitely keeps you entertained for the whole thing like you will definitely be pressing for the next series it's not one they're like oh yeah i'll do one i'll do one in two weeks time like you want to find out what's happening in these stories the first one is my favorite one and then you also have diary of a ceo that's steve bartlett isn't it yeah i pick and choose these ones so this one i would like say for example if i'm going on a walk i like flick through and pick somebody who's talking to that i like or that i want to find out information about i haven't like sat down and listens to it every week that it that it's put out but like for example he done one with Sarah Larson so I obviously wanted to listen to that one with her being in the music industry as well and I listened to one with Lewis Capaldi and I've listened to one with Fern Cotton so like that's kind of one where I'll save some for like say for example my flight back and forth home or over to London and just really invest in the the people that he's interviewing that I am interested in. Let's move to television what's your favourite TV show? has to be forever and always and always will be friends why so it's just ingrained in me like we watched it so much like growing up like my older sisters always have it on it's just always been there um and it's just one that say for example if I'm having a bad day and I come back from studio and I'm wrecked and I just want to put something on that I know is like soothing without being murdering I put friends on all the time, like going through that breakup that we were talking about that I picked up the book, The Rules, like friends was always there. It's always on. It's just a family thing. Like when I go back and I see my sister and we put her kids to bed and we sit down and have a glass of wine, we automatically just seem to put friends on. I don't know. It's just a (laughs) very feel good program. Well, we have a clip. We have a clip from friends in which Phoebe discusses her first day working at Chandler's company. How was the first day? Oh, excellent. Everyone was so, so nice. See, it pays to know the man who wears my shoes. Me. (laughs) No, I didn't tell anybody that I knew you. Why not? Well, because, you know, they don't like you. (laughs) What? I thought you knew that. No. (laughs) Who doesn't like me? Everyone, except for, um, no, everyone. (laughs) What are you talking about? Don't feel bad. You know, they used to like you a lot. But then you got promoted and, you know, now you're all like Mr. Boss Man. You know, Mr. Big, Mr. Big, Boss Man Big. (laughs) I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, they even do you. They do me? You know, like, um, okay. Um, could that report be any later? I don't sound like that. Oh, oh, yeah, you do. (laughs) The hills are alive with the sound of music. Friends, which of course they're now talking about wishing they hadn't done in the style that they had done particular things that is no longer sensitive to 21st century values. Does that matter to you? Well, I feel like we're like 
in this day and age, looking back, like us looking back on Barbie Girl, like you don't think of it at that time, but everything evolves in life and we're evolving in how we speak, how we look at things, how we address things, how we can address things, the appropriate way to address things. And that's always changing. So we're always going to look back, I feel like, in any form of art and either regret it, think it's inappropriate, cringe at it, you know, wish that we didn't say it, didn't do it. So I feel like, you know, we're just in a world where that's always going to happen. I'm pretty sure I might listen back to this interview in 15 years time, like, oh, holy Moses, why did I say that? That's so inappropriate. Not a a bit of it. (laughs) You know what I noticed about that, actually, for the first time when we were listening to the Friends, I obviously smile all the way through because I love it. But I'm wondering, do you do I find it so soothing? Because they have like the fake laughers in there. And, you know, when someone laughs, even if you don't find something funny, you automatically laugh because of the laugh. So, do you do that? I do that all the time. So would friends have worked without the canned laughter soundtrack? Listen, we need to finish up with one more thing. And that's your okay. favourite play or musical or theatre show. What have you gone for? The Lion King. I've seen it like four times. And I just find it magical. The first time and second time I watched it, I started bawling, crying. And I didn't know why. I was just like so overcome with emotion. It's like so colourful. The singing is so beautiful. It's so emotive. And just the way they can actually turn like human actors into animals that you almost forget that they're human and get immersed into this jungle life is it's on. Believable. Let's hear a little bit from the original Broadway cast recording of The Lion King, one by one. One by one from The Lion King, which is Lyra's final choice on today's Culture Club. Thank you so much for having been with us. And of course, as we said, Lyra is here today as an ambassador for this year's Incognito Art Sale in aid of the Jack and Jill Children's Foundation. You can go to incognito.ie if you want to get involved in supporting that wonderful charity. Lyra, thank you for being with us. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.